Hey, this is Scott Townsend, and today I'm joined by Nick Stukas. Nick Stukas is the creative director and account executive with Plexus Productions. He's been in the event management business for 30 years, and clients and clients include uh, City and Dell and uh, Clinton Global, Sage, um, there's, uh, Pandora Jewelry. Uh, who else is on there? There's been a bunch. I've been fortunate <laughs> enough to uh, not not always not all my clients, but there's been a for, uh, fortunate enough to um, to work with a, a whole bunch of different groups at one point or another. So thanks so. a lot for joining us, Nick. How's everything going? Uh, everything's going good. Good. Yeah. And you? Good. You guys are awesome. hanging in there. Yep. You know this. Uh... Okay, so here we are. It's um, Twelve weeks later, and at the first of January, if you would have told me that oil prices were going to be sub-zero, and that the nation's economy was going to be shut down, I would have told you that that's never going to happen, and it all happened. So, in the business, the event management business, looking into the future, uh, tell me what do you what do you see? Uh, maybe not so much as there was maybe initially, like three months ago, but there's a lot of people that are you know, running around saying, oh, people are never going to go back to live events. People are, will, it'll never be the same. It'll, you know, never in, I don't, I don't remember a time in history where that, that sort of definitive statement of we'll never do this again has ever sort of played out. Right. Um, I, I think the most recent example, if you know, we can think back to uh, after September 11th. Uh, I mean, what was the number one thing that, that, that everybody was saying, oh, I'm never going back in an airplane again. Right. And I think by human nature, it's just like, it's, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but we're, you know, there's like, there's a bit of a herd mentality is that once some people start doing it, then more people start doing it. And then it just sort of becomes comfortable again. And then we sort of allow ourselves to, to, to sort of get back into the swing of things. Yeah, we have short um, memories. Yeah. And I, I think very much this, the same will ring true for the events industry. I think on our side, we're, we're seeing signs of that. Um, uh, you know, it, I can say like, mo you know, most notably, um, I remember, you know, just a couple of months ago when this, this, this happened, the sort of, uh, all of our clients went through this, this cycle, um, where it started off being, uh, everybody was going to be remote, you know, you're going to have remote presenters, you know, we're going to do all, you know, all, all this stuff in, in a virtual environment. And we very quickly progressed through that. Um, I think we may have, we have actually gotten like one actual event done where sort of everything was, was like legitimately remote and um, it, the event planning side of it, they sort of, as they learn more about virtual events and you know, everything that um, that's sort of going on and what goes into them, we very quickly moved from everybody being remote to getting as many people studio side uh, as possible and sort of reinventing the, the wheel, so to speak, and, and, right. and making things a little bit less, uh, less complicated. Um, and, you know, going back to what I was saying before, I think those are, those are kind of like the steps that we sort of slowly start uh, progressing through. Um, I'm already seeing signs now of, um, I know there's a couple of big uh, um, uh, expos that are, are already saying that they're, they're, they're planning on, you know, full like attendance, um, uh, yeah, an actual live setup. Um, so, uh, you know, I think right now people are sort of projecting out in the future. Um, uh, I know there's been a, a tremendous amount of sort of shock in terms of, um, you, you know, you would know like uh, it just people sort of trying to reorient their budgets and whatnot and trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, 
but definitely the theme that right now that seems to be uh, most pervasive is that uh, maximizing as much uh, of the togetherness as possible in the actual production of a virtual event. Let me ask you this. What about the, the, the contracts, force majeure or majeure, however you want to say that? I never paid attention much to force majeure. You know, they're always talking about government shutdowns or uh, wars and Riots, stuff like that. famine. Huh? <laughs> locusts, riots, riots yeah. famines, locusts, that kind of thing. Yeah, whoever pays attention to any of that stuff. Cause, and so that's probably yeah. the first thing everybody's going to look at now. Um, yeah, so it's, um, I, I know a lot, let's see, on, uh, with our, a lot of our clients, uh, one of the things I've noticed is um, there was, uh, when this sort of started, there was a, there was a big rush to, to find people that could sort of um, uh, service uh, a lot of like the virtual events. Um, uh, I think uh, the, the biggest ex sort of exclusionary factor that sort of came in is that, that they were looking for people or, or groups or, you know, organizations that um, had already been sort of doing it already um, rather than, you know, cause I know a lot of companies had to sort of pivot really quick and, and, and try and survive as best they can. Um, but one of the things I noticed uh, in, in sort of in reference to that is that um, the, uh, we had that initial flux that sort of came in, um, which is a lot of it was like educational, you know, how, you know, how does this work? What are the, some of the things you can do? What are our limitations? So on and so forth. So on, right. educational. so on and so forth. Yeah. And then what happened after that is, you know, then we went through the, a round of um, a bunch of, you know, a lot of RFPs and stuff like that. And then sort of, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people went silent. Um, and then when we reconnected with a lot of them, um, it, the, it was a very, very similar storyline. And that was that they were trying to figure out internally, um, manage their own sort of force majeure issues in some of their contracts. Uh, you know, on, on their side, I, the event is still the event. So it's everything sort of still being pulled from the same bucket that sort of existed. So they had to figure out their uh, cancellation clauses with their, their hotels, uh, you know, air, airlines, uh, uh, facility management uh, contracts. Um, right you know, on-site physical AV and all of that kind of stuff. So it, um, you know, you, you essentially had sort of two different, uh, you have these like sort of two different groups working like uh, in, in some of our, with some of our clients, one trying to figure, solve one, one problem, the other one trying to sort of solve the other. And then they're sort of returning in the middle to sort of meet and discuss what they wanted to do. Um, and now a lot of that stuff has, has, has sort of gotten sorted out. Um, I know there's, there's been, I mean, you're, you're probably clients obviously know way better than, than, than me, but you know, I'm sure there's been uh, negotiations and forgiveness and stuff like that. And there was a, there's sort of a thought process too, is also to decide whether or not do we postpone and sort of move things forward right. or do we, um, or do we go ahead with a virtual event? Uh, and that posed another challenge too, which was, you know, for a lot of companies, it's like, uh, especially in not even some of the, uh, I mean, same thing with the, some of these uh, private events, but in the public events is, you know, you had to, take a real hard look at this and say, Hey, if we postpone, are we going to sort of cannibalize what we're going to do next year? Um, you know, obviously with a public event, sort of like live ticket sales and all that kind of stuff, like concerts, it's a big deal. Um, you get a little bit more control over it, you know, obviously with, uh, with on the private side, but you know, now your does your budget sort of roll over into your next fiscal year and all of those kinds of things. So, it, you know, there was a, there's a lot, I think that on, on the client side that, that, um, they had to go through like quite rapidly uh, in, in the last couple of months. Now we're starting to see 
Um, you know, the a lot of like confirmations and stuff are coming in. I know a lot of the bandwidth is sort of getting sucked up. You know, because there's only like you know there's only so many companies and stuff like that that can like sort of legitimately hand, handle the stuff. And there's a tremendous amount of like handholding that goes along with it because there's a fear of the unknown. Nobody wants to leave anything on in the on the table in their event. Right. So, um, you know, to be able to uh, to sort of once that sort of floodgate now is, is starting to open and everybody's starting to confirm stuff, um, you know, we've had four or five things starts, you know, confirmed just in the last uh, week or so. And it's, uh, it seems like everybody's doing the same exact thing. It's um, all of the stuff that sort of canceled in that time block has now sort of been moved and dropped right into the same time frame. So it seems like there's a, there's gonna be a giant run on uh, virtual events for like from the uh, time period of uh, uh, late right. August, September and October. What do you think about health and safety in the future? I mean, are we going to be shaking? Are we, will people ever shake hands again? I mean, I know they will, but um, what does the health and safety of the attendees look like now? Are booths going to be separated six, eight feet apart? Is uh, floor space going to be expanded? Uh, how do you see that looking? Yeah, you know, so it's an interesting question. Um, my, my view, on, well, to answer your, your first question, and that sort of goes back to, to my line of thinking, think, whether you subscribe to it or not, it's, um, is, you know, look, are we ever going to shake hands again? Yes, we're going to shake hands again. Yes, we're going to hug. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what human beings are. Um, you know, and there's always going to be people that say, no, I'm never doing that. And, you know, and, and that's fine. And that's everybody's choice. Um, but I, I think, again, once somebody comes out and says, we have a vaccine, right? And, and, and they've gone through their trials and, and all of that, that kind of stuff. It's, I mean, it, it, somebody's going to turn on a spigot. I mean, for the most part, yeah. I mean, even if it's 80, even if it's, if you're holding 50% of the population right now at bay and 80% of that comes back, that's going to be a massive flood. Uh, you're still always going to have that 10, 20% that, that's sort of going to have to work your way 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, that sort of back down until you get back to the people that, you know, that wore a mask when we flew on the planes before. I and mean, there, there will always, that's never going to change. Um, to your, to your other point, um, you know, it's, uh, there's, I I wish, you know, other, other companies, other, uh, not even companies, but other, um, uh, other industries, right. Um, and, uh, are, are, are sort of writing the rules as we speak, written the rules already. Uh, you know, case in point, like grocery stores immediately sort of jumped on this, but because they had to, they didn't have a choice, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Walgreens, CVS, uh, you know, Best Buy, Costco, like, you know, they had to quickly implement stuff. Otherwise, they died. Um, with live events, it's not, it wasn't like an immediate need, like you have to go to the grocery store. So, um, there's, there's sort of like this, this interesting example uh, of, of kind of getting to sort of this long, circuitous way of sort of answering what you're were, what you were talking about. There was that interview um, that uh, Anderson Cooper was doing with the, the mayor of Las Vegas uh, uh, a while back. And he was asking the question about the casino, right, going about the casino. And the answer really should have been, um, yes, we need to open the casinos because they provide jobs and whatever. And okay, great. It's a casino. It's, you may not like to hear the word casino, but whatever it's, right. you know, they provide jobs, but the answer should have been is we're working right now to put policies and procedures in that 
just like grocery stores, just like everybody else. We're rethinking the way to do that. Um, and then we'll open those things. Uh, and that very much has to happen in our industry. I mean, the, the, the casino example is not very far off from, from right. what we're doing. Um, so, you know, I know some, some, some quietly, some companies and stuff have sort of sort of dabble, dabble in this. Um, and, but it would be great. I really, really think that if, uh, some leaders in our, in our industry really, and it sort of sounds funny that, you know, we're sort of having this conversation, I guess, cause why not us? It could be anybody, but, right. um, you know, some leaders in the industry, uh, but you know, I mean, some, some, some big time heavy hitters and stuff like that. And some of the, you know, the high up places really, I think for the event sports and entertainment, I mean, we can throw everything sort of into that sports entertainment category. It can, should sort of get together and just lay out some basic plans just for events and stuff in general. Um, I think if we're, if you're looking on the front side of the vaccine, yes, the policies and procedures have to be in place. Um, I know I know we're looking at stuff like we're not looking at, we're actively doing stuff now where, you know, um, like if we're bringing people into a studio to, to, you know, to do stuff for virtual events, um, we're putting, we have policies and procedures in place, like everything from sort of hand sanitizer, people, you know, limiting, limiting the amount of people on set, breaking things up into shifts, um, you know, where the crew and stuff is not on this at the same time, but that the client is there and then some minimizing staff for, you know, what we actually need to operate doing things like robotic cameras rather than, you know, you know, like actual sort of like handheld cameras and, you know, using camera ops. Um, unfortunately for those guys, um, you know, doing like remote studio trucks, like things like that, um, yeah. wherever possible to sort of limit that, uh, uh, you know, just have that sort of on, on the, in the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, but then getting into the exhibit, you know, thing, I, I think it's really just, it, it may eventually sort of solve itself because me, nobody may want to take that large of a risk on the front side of a vaccine. But um, although, you know, we spoke earlier that there are some people that are planning to go ahead, but they're so far off that I, the assumption is, is that they're going to be post vaccine. But if we were to theoretically have a conversation about, um, you know, a trade show that's uh, um, uh, pre-vaccine, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, now you got to look at things like, yeah, listen, Home Depot, you try to go Home Depot right now and it's like there's a, there's a dude out there with a counter and a security guard and, you know, it's like there are only so many people that are allowed in the space and you've got to wear a mask and you have to sort of socially distance, distance yourself. So, you know, it's... Um, only go it's, one uh, way down an aisle. Right, yeah. And, and those are things that, that our industry is going to have to absorb I don't think they'll stick around post vaccine vaccine. I think that's everybody's sort of going to let that go at that point. But, but pre vaccine, those are things that, that, you know, we're, we're telling our clients like, Hey, here, here's how we're going to deal with stuff. Here's how we're going to handle stuff. So it, it's definitely something it's, um, you know, it's almost like it's at some point somebody needs to get together in the short term, sort of like, say, here's the industry Bible on this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it would sort of just sort of help everybody. Um, so far haven't seen anything. Doesn't mean it's not necessarily out there. Um, but uh, I think right now on our side, we're all sort of putting in as many, as many common sense uh, procedures in place in order to, to, to help deal with that. I think there's a good, uh, what do you think about uh, the mix of technology? You know, you, I don't know if people want to go full virtual. I don't know if people want to go full live. Uh, there's got to be a happy, personally, I like live conferences and I Who also doesn't? like I also like uh, virtual, the thought of doing virtual stuff. It's so cool. So there's got to be yeah. a happy medium there. There's got to be uh, a little bit of both maybe in the future that we're going to see. Uh, what do you think? 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually, to the first part, yeah, yes. Well, the second part, yes, definitely there's going to be a hybrid. We sort of get to that in a second. But I'm actually sort of glad you brought up the first part um, because it, I would say to a lot of people that are, that are listening to this, um, no matter what it is that you think, that, that, no matter what it is that you've seen already, um, go into, I, 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 there's, there's a lot of, let me put it this way, there's a lot of clients that I've spoken to um, that right from the get go, they had, uh, negative feelings towards, um, one way or the other, uh, uh towards virtual events. I'm not going to be able to do anything for my sponsors. You know, anybody who had sponsor driven events or partnership events and stuff like that. It, it was instantaneous. Like I, I can't like, it's sort of, they, they made a, a decision based on what their experience with a virtual event is. And it was like a zoom meeting, right? And it's like, how can I ever do any of this? How can I do anything with this? Um, you know, so I would say to a lot of people, like before you make a hardcore decision on, you're not going to do anything virtual. I just, we're only set up for live. You'd be surprised what's out there for technology. Uh, obviously a lot of it's budget dependent, but you'd be surprised what's out there for technology. And there are right now a million people that are just dedicated to trying to figure out new things that we can do with virtual, with virtual events. Um, I've had conversations with clients where it's like, they were sort of hell bent that they couldn't do anything because they're not going to be able to get the sponsor. There's no sponsorship money. They can't get their ROI back to their sponsors and stuff like that. And after we were done having a conversation, uh, sort of going back to what we were talking about from like the exhibit side of things, it was like, they went from being sort of negative about it to like, okay, I have this tool. Can we be able to integrate that? Can we do this? Okay. Now I see where this is going and blah, 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 blah. So that's a, that's sort of a, a very, it was a very predictable curve of, uh, of this stuff and like, uh, you know, and how people were sort of viewing it. Cause right from the get go, we were fighting against, you know, anybody that had sort of struggled with zoom or WebEx or, you know, whatever. And then maybe saw some like hokey, like, uh, um, uh, like virtual conference or something that looked like you were watching uh, community oh. television from the eighties, you know? <laughs> so, so part of it, the difficulty is, you know, I think we had this conversation. It's like, one of the hardest things to do is if you're, you're a creative person, it's like, it's try to explain whatever vision is you have in your head and what you can do to somebody who's never seen it before. Mm -hmm. um, and there's so many things to do. And a lot of it is just dependent upon the position that the client is in and what they're trying to accomplish that it's um, you got to have that conversation. So I, I would say to anybody who's like looking at doing virtual events right now, and you know, a lot of people probably sort of figure this out is have the conversations, have the due diligence, you know, uh, don't go to your, your, don't necessarily just get stuck with your, your, your vendors that you you've used. Um, you know, look outside your, your, your sandbox, look outside your, your comfort zone and stuff like that to, 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 to other people. And there's a bunch of companies out there right now doing, like really cool, really, really fun stuff. I mean, it's not us. It's, there's a bunch of people. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's all sorts of things that you can do and, and everybody has a different sort of creative approach uh, to it. And now more than ever, the creative is really, really, really a big thing. Um, right. It's not just about being able to walk in and sort of just have some pipe and drape and throw up a, a you know, a thing and do your conference. Now you have to have a creative approach to your virtual meeting. Otherwise people are just not going to watch. Okay. Um, you have to have solutions. You have to have, uh, different approaches and, 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 and ways to like solve these equations for people. Um, otherwise it is going to be a 1980s, you know, community television broadcast and it's going right. it, to, people are going to be like, what the heck am I watching? Um, and that's, you know, you, 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 you always, for us, we want to produce something. We want to deliver something that makes people forget 
whatever it is that they're doing and pay attention to what it is that they're supposed to be paying attention to. Yeah. So we've done our job. If somebody says, wow, that was really, really cool. That was totally different. Look at the way they did this. Um, you know, that's great. Uh, and it wasn't, man, I got disconnected, man. I got like this, like, look, the plants moved around in the background six times, you know, like you don't want people pay, paying attention to that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you want all that sort of taken care of. You want it to flow. You want it to be fluid. You want people to enjoy the actual experience because, uh, and you also want stuff in virtual environments. You want it to be as not complicated as possible. Um, the more complicated it is, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the higher degree of difficulty, um, that somebody's going to sort of have. And there's lots of solutions out there for everybody. And you, you got to look around and do your due, due diligence with people that know what they're doing in order to find the right one. And everybody has different approaches. You know what you, everything that you just said could also be said for, uh, trade shows, live events, uh, yeah. exhibits, keep them simple. Yeah. Keep them engaging. Um, yeah, everything that you just said about virtual could also be applied towards, uh, uh, I was telling the story the other day um, about what we did with that linen with linen game. Yeah. Th you know, keep it simple, yeah. keep it engaging, keep people wanting to play, you know, just have fun. Um, yeah. There's too many times when you see uh, exhibits with too many words, too many products, too many, you know, you don't even know what you're looking at. And you've yep. got about seven seconds maybe as you're walking by to form an impression. Uh, yeah, we could we could do a whole nother show. Well, no, I mean it's it it's it's a that's a fair point. Um, before we and we talked about this briefly the other day. Before this whole thing happened, right before we we got you know everybody sort of got locked in the in the in the in their cabins and stuff like that. The it, it, the the creative component to to live events um, was was really flourishing. You know. More and more companies and 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 whatnot were were coming around to, um, you know, experiential, right? Yeah. So experiential was becoming really really pervasive in, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean not even not even becoming it was pervasive in, yeah. in 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 live events. However, one of the things that 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 we noticed um, is you know we're 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 uh, our, our sister company, our, our partners in crime, so to speak, three D exhibits. Um, so you know we all were, were witnessing this firsthand is that from the exhibit side of things, there was definitely right before this, a change, a, a change was afoot um, that they were start, you know, they were looking at things uh, with a, uh, you know, clients, whatever. And they were pushing on it as well. And we're all were sort of pushing on it, but you know, these, the, the trade show booths for, for years have always sort of been, you know, it's just like the same concept. It's like, here's, here's booth, here's product, here's, here's a, you know, here, here's an engagement, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, right. Whatever it is, um, but it's very much sort of like that 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 same co concept. It's like wash, rinse, and repeat in in each booth. Um, and one of the things that we were all sort of pushing on was, you know, especially with the larger booths that have like larger footprints, is make you have this real estate, you know, turn it into a, jur a journey. Like sort of look to Disney, right? You know, it's like you know, we talked about this the other day. It's like Disney's perfected this whole experience where you know you, you're you're going on a ride and the ride is two minutes long, but you're in, you're in line for like an hour and a half, right? <laughs> right? Longer. It depends. You're showing up at the park at 6 a.m. But yeah. what they perfected is, is making that whole experience part of the ride. Uh, and they've really gotten good at it, especially if you look at the, um, 
the 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 new Star Wars thing that the the uh, yeah I forget Galaxy's the name the, the, the ride. The part of the ride, I mean, part of the ride is sort of broken up into parts of the line. So you're, you're sort of experiencing this sort of interwoven kind of thing. And I, and I guess what I'm getting at is, is that these booths have such a, have such potential to be like these sort of immersive journeys mm -hmm. to get people off balance, to get people engaged and talking and get people off their phones and, 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 you know, mm -hmm. in, in, in interacting in the space even if it's not necessarily perfectly aligned with the product, but it's like yeah. once you set that mindset, now you can sort of engage people and have a conversation and then weave that, weave that story into the actual product. Um, you know, and to, to your point, just real quick, um, there's a lot of people watching this probably on LinkedIn that uh, remember this. Uh, we were at a show last year, was it ASGMT? And we hired a caricature artist to uh, sit in our booth and draw people's caricatures. And, uh, you know, we thought that would be interesting and fun. Oh my gosh. There were so many people that came by the booth. You know, we don't have caricature artists don't have anything to do with oil and gas, but what it right. did was it made, and we should do a whole show about making a trade show booth sticky, but it got everybody to stop. They wanted to get their picture drawn and then their friends were watching their friend get their picture drawn. And then what she did was she would uh, print off the caricature and then here, here's one right here. show with this, you could see who got there. It was so awesome. And uh, yeah. so like you said, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily align with your product, but if you can be creative and come up with something, it, it doesn't have to be super expensive either. It can just be some dumb no. idea like that. Oh, and by no, the way, I mean, listen to get, uh, get Angie Jordan to do your caricatures because she does an awesome job. Okay. There's a, there's a plug for Angie. Okay, go ahead. No, I was going to say even some of the, the silliest thing. Another one is um, headshots. It's, it's, it's be so funny. The amount of times I've seen people do headshots in booth. And there's like a sort of a line that goes around, yeah. but yeah, but I mean, I mean, even from a design standpoint, um, you know, some of the, the, the bigger companies and stuff that we worked with, it's like, they've created whole, whole booths now that are just like, this, you know, a city of tomorrow or a spaceship or, you know, or something mm -hmm. like that. Just so people, when they walk out, like even they're headed out of the convention center, like, man, you got to go see that booth at such and such company or whatever. And then people start, you know, going into to do it. But it's like now the, now the structure, the visual structure of the booth is part of the actual story. Like you're building mm -hmm. those, these like little mini theme parks and stuff like that uh, in order to, to, to increase like engagement. Um, because it's just, it's just getting people, there's so many distractions that with people just like trying to do business and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And you want people to like sort of stop and like look up and go like, you know, mm -hmm. wow, is, you know, is it kind of take stock of their, their surroundings. Yep. So. Totally agree. Well, Nick, I really appreciate you stopping by and is there anything I can get you? Can I get you some water or something or? Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> food delivery. <laughs> yeah. I got to I got to go see and figure out who showed up in my house. <laughs> yeah. um, Make sure your package is still there. Yeah, right, uh, right, right. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for uh, the insight into the future of events. And if you want to, I suggest you, I highly suggest you reach out to Nick on LinkedIn. Uh, go to linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Nick Stukas. That's S-D-O-U-C-O-S. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's the big challenge is, is, is spelling my name right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and, and uh, you know, leave comments. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, you can leave them in the comments down below. Nick, thanks for everything, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Absolutely appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay.